Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, Playmakers, what's going on? Hello. Welcome back, everyone. Yeah, thanks so much for being here. We are excited because Brittany and I are chatting today. So thanks for thanks for being here. <laughs> yeah, we got such good feedback from our other episode that we did with just us two. And so we decided to bring back another episode with us just chatting about our thoughts and our experiences and kind of giving a break from some interviews till we get some amazing people back on. Yeah, it cracks us up. We're like, we didn't know y'all liked listening to us that much, like our voices alone. So we're excited to continue um, this kind of episode series where we come on and chat about important topics. But before any of that gets started, we would really appreciate it if you stop right now and give us a review, a like, a follow, whatever it is. Yeah, we really appreciate every single review that y'all give us. We do read them. So thank you again for listening to this podcast. We know that there are many options out there and we do appreciate you coming back every single time and Brittany and I are a part right now so mm-hmm. we um we always make sure that we record and be able to give y'all some some good content going on but Brittany's in California doing some wedding stuff yeah I've been doing so much wedding stuff and I'm exhausted because I worked a wedding <laughs> as well so I'm like kind of in a daze but it's so interesting I was telling my parents that planning a wedding and then you know I'm a wedding planner and so then also going to these weddings and working them I'm like taking notes now which I never used to do I'm like oh yeah definitely cannot do that or like oh this is cool <laughs> like let me get an inspo photo you know it's like so funny before I just kind of I would think about it but not exactly like write things down and I started like taking notes in my notes app so has some fun things to come for our wedding hopefully no that's exciting and I was traveling last week to Mexico for work And it was really cool. It's just, I would never, ever pay that much to stay there. I just thought it was so beautiful, but I was just so overwhelmed just because it was so fancy and like high level. And I know that that is like the goal and so beautiful, but I just, I couldn't imagine spending like that much money going there for a vacation. Yeah. But we missed Jennifer Aniston by like a week. So I was so sad. I love her. I know. I thought of you. I was like, oh, friends quote. I need to like yeah. go over and do that. Huge friends fan. Huge, huge friends fan. <laughs> so I would, I would probably fangirl over her because I love her so much. It was like an exclusive place. It was. I mean, I'm very thankful that we got to go there, but it was like the place where celebrities could go to be hidden. Like we were there the whole time and you would never know that there were other people there. Yeah. I had no idea because it was so quiet, but exhausted came back good trip I got my Mexico fix and now I'm just resting and watching some Netflix shows have you watched anything good lately I've been binging how to get away with murder I started watching it a long time ago when it first came out and I feel like I watched like a few seasons but then I never finished it for some reason and now I watched it back again I'm like I forgot everything that had happened so I've been binging that lately I haven't finished it yet but every chance I get I've been watching it (laughs) Yeah, I really like the actress. I I think she's awesome. I can't remember her name. Viola Davis. Yes, I love her. Mm -hmm. I think she's so sassy. She's amazing. I was watching, I've been watching Bridgerton. I'm kind of behind on it, but I just, I didn't realize how many scenes there are that they're just like unwarranted, like just sex, just a lot. Yeah. A lot of (laughs) sex scenes. And I was running on the treadmill at the gym and, you know, you're watching this and who knows what people walking by, like, think. So I I have to like skip forward because I'm like, people are going to be thinking I'm watching like some dirty show, like, yeah, (laughs) running on the treadmill. 
So been going through that. And then I also watched the documentary, Our Father. So you have to watch yeah, it. Yeah. That sounds so crazy. Yeah. So definitely have to pick up on that. But today we are going to be talking about how to spend your time and energy well and give off positive energy as well as receive energy from others. So that's kind of what we're talking about today. And I think it's an important topic, especially because how busy our schedules are. Basically, what we're saying is watch all the Netflix to fill your cup. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Number one tip. Number yes. one tip. Just <laughs> follow our show recommendations for Netflix yes. and you will have plenty of energy. Yes, plenty, plenty of energy. But we'll do the same way we did last time because we really love just getting insight from each other and asking these questions. So first one up is, what do you think the difference is between time spent and energy spent? It's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. I mean, there's only a certain amount of hours in every single day. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to be spending your time somewhere. It's just where is that going to be allocated to? But your energy, really what you give 100% into is how that's going to be spent. So I think you can be doing something mindlessly and that's how your time is spent. But if you're not giving your whole self to it, then your energy isn't being spent in the right areas or maybe it is and maybe you're spending your energy in the right areas because you're really invested in whatever you're doing at that particular time. Yeah, I used to get so much feedback when I I had my first job because I'd be like, oh, I'm running out of time. I can't do it. I, I, you know, I can't, I can't spend another hour on this project. And I remember one of my mentors told me, you make time for the things that matter Mm -hmm. to you most. And that really stuck with me because I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I don't (laughs) prioritize my time the way that I should. But I agree with you 100% on energy because I think that we all have a certain amount every single day and the time will come and go no matter what. But the energy is positive. It could be negative and it, it could be taken from you or you can be giving it in so many different ways. And so especially with our seasons that we have, whether it be during the sports season or off season, the energy that you give to certain things is definitely different depending if it's season or off season. Don't you think so? Yeah, I definitely think so. I think that, you know, the energy that I give during the off season is a lot more. I feel a lot more like I can give to different people and different groups and it kind of feels like I can do more. And maybe that's just because I know that Drew's able to kind of help out at the house a little bit more. He's able to help me with different things. And so I have that person to kind of lean on. But I know that during the season, I'm going to be focused on doing the daily tasks around the house. I'm going to be focused on, you know, getting groceries and doing laundry and cleaning the house and all those things. So I think for me, I have less energy to spend on other people besides him and myself and, you know, Paddington, of course. But Mm -hmm. and if you have children, I think obviously, you know, you're always spending energy on them. But I think for me personally, it's really hard for me to like connect with my friends and family at those times, like unless they reach out to me because I know that my energy is more focused on other things that I have to get done. Yeah, I agree. I think that there's like this kind of internal struggle that comes between taking care of yourself and then also taking care of others, whether they ask you to or not, that's just kind of our nature mm-hmm. of what we do. Yeah. But I think that with energy, the, you know, I'm going to say it a million times on this episode probably, but it's one of those things that it is just stretched so thin. And I feel like during the season, I personally, I get to a point where I'm at a breaking point where I run out of energy. So I've really tried the past couple of seasons to stretch that energy out as long as I can. I've made little adjustments 
over time to like try to make it last longer. Well, what do you think you do to stretch that energy out? You know, what are the things that you've learned over the years? Yeah, it took me a long time. I I'm still not perfect at it, but I feel like over the past couple of years, I have tried to surround myself with people that are positive and that just really have the best intentions, which I think is really hard, especially in this industry too, because you don't know obviously who you're going to be placed with or where or when, but you really just protect yourself in like a bubble. And so even if that is, you know, a circle of two people, whatever Mm -hmm. that positive energy is, I think that that helps me to go farther and farther because I know that we're by ourselves a lot during the season. And so for me, having that support system on the outside is super important. And then also asking for help. I, I really didn't ask very much of Carson in the beginning. I was like, okay, I'm just going to do everything. I'll do all the chores. I'll do everything. And then he'll come home and it'll be perfect. And then I just ran out. Like I couldn't do it. So even if it's like little things like take out the trash, bring in your dirty clothes, whatever, Mm -hmm. it helps me go farther. But definitely I think the people is what I have changed because more doesn't mean greater. Like in this sense, I think it's definitely quantity over quality in this kind of lifestyle. I totally agree. And I think it's interesting because we kind of put something out there the other day on Instagram about, you know, having connections with people outside of the sports industry. Is that hard for you? And, you know, we did get a lot of responses, which I actually was kind of surprised at that people were really having struggles with people outside of the industry because they didn't understand the time Mm -hmm. commitment and that maybe that you can't put in as much you know, quality time with people that are not in the industry. And to me, like you just mentioned, quality over quantity, I think is just super important because those people that you don't connect with all the time, the people that are actually your friends are always going to be your friends. For me, there's a lot of my friends that I don't talk to even every week. But the second I do, we pick right back up where you left off. And if you don't have a friendship like that, it's probably not worth your time or your energy. And that's another thing, like you're spending your energy on these people that aren't able to reciprocate and they don't understand what you're going through and vice versa like just because you're in the sports industry doesn't mean your life is harder than anyone else's life and you Mm -hmm. also have to understand what your friends are going through and so I think being able to have that friendship where you don't have to explain yourself like you don't have to be like gosh we're in a really tough season you know like sorry I didn't reach out to you like no you shouldn't have to apologize for not reaching out to your friends like your friends get it you know and you should have those people that kind of understand and are there for you and they're there for you unconditionally if you need somebody your friends there for you you don't have to even question that I think that's the hard part with some of the people they want to just hold on to every single person and it's like I understand that, but not every person is for every season. So yeah, no, I think that's great. The way that you put that, I was thinking of a story that came to mind and I had a friend that I actually did have to let go because it was not doing me any good. And that was probably one of the hardest things that I've had to do because you feel like you failed in a way. Mm -hmm. I do link it to the lifestyle because everything coming out of her mouth was so negative. It was like, you can't do this. You're not supposed to do that. Carson's not helping you in this way. It was just so bad. She was my best friend, like from college. And when I went to Oklahoma city and I was living there doing my first job, everything was horrible all the time. It was like the sky was falling. She was Eeyore a hundred percent. Just, you never knew what um, you were going to walk into. Like if you went and picked her up for coffee, you were like, Oh gosh, like, I don't know. So I remember having this conversation with Carson, you know, he was like, if she's not 
supporting you and what you're doing or your energy is spent more on walking on eggshells than actually having like a meaningful conversation or relationship. Like you got to let her go. And I remember that was the hardest thing I've ever had to do because one, she was super offended and two, she didn't give feedback like, oh, I'll work on that. It was like, okay, well, we're cutting ties. But I will say that once we made that decision to not continue the friendship, then I felt this like breath of fresh air for the first time in years because I wasn't worried about what, you know, she thought or how my energy was being affected because she was just raining on my parade all the time. If you actually like are in tune with yourself, like the way that you just put that, like you would dread hanging out with her, which Mm -hmm. means that like you you knew that that energy was going to be sucked from you because she was constantly going to be pulling out that negative side of you. And so I felt like you knew already, like if you dread hanging out with someone, that's probably not someone that you want to be around because they're already pulling at the negative side of things and you're just going to end up putting all of your energy into all of their nonsense. On the flip side of things, people that are like, well, I just can't hang out with negative people. It's like, okay, everyone deserves to also be negative here and there. Like you cannot be like roses and sunshine all the time because also that's kind of annoying to be honest. Like not everything is super positive and people can go through struggles. But I think that's the other side of like true friends is they understand that just because you're having a bad day, you can vent real quick and like, hey, also – let's try to flip that around like maybe tomorrow and let's try to like figure out how we can kind of get out of this hole. Mm-hmm. You have to also have those people around you that let you be you because yeah. I think a lot in this industry, we're constantly putting on a face of what we think is expected of us instead of actually being our true selves. If you're around someone that you don't feel like you can be your true self around, that's probably not someone you want to spend a lot of time with. No, I agree. I laugh at the positive things because I do. I don't like the Disney, I call it the Disney princess mentality where it's like, oh, everything, the birds, everything's so wonderful. And you're like, no, like literally this is real hard. Yeah. So I completely agree with that. After that whole chapter had ended, I really started to focus on who is worthy enough to be in my circle. And it's not that I'm better than anybody else. It's not that mentality at all. It's who is acceptable of my time and my energy And so once I started learning that, I think that it's still a work in progress, but it has helped a lot. And so I I was really surprised that when we, you know, start growing and we go throughout our journey, just how much in our industry, we have to watch what we say, how we say it, how we're perceived, and it's not even about us. And Mm -hmm. that's what just blows my mind. And so having that support on the positive side And then energy and time well spent. I mean, that just goes hand in hand, don't you think? Yeah, I think that definitely does push back into you and you feel a little bit more uplifted because if you don't have people on the outside that truly understand who you are and can pull the good energy out of you, then you're just going to constantly have zero energy and you're just going to feel negative about life because this lifestyle is hard. And, you know, we're not afraid to say that like it's hard to be in an industry where you're not judged by yourself. You're judged by your significant other, what they do or don't do or what their position is or where they're located or what sport they're in. That can also suck the energy and life out of you. Yeah. Or how have you handled reaching that breaking point of just trying to do it all, like (laughs) trying to be there for your significant other, for your friends, for your family. And then yourself usually comes last. Most, most of the time, that's how we do it. We try not to, but it always does. So 
how have you handled all of it? And have you ever reached a breaking point of trying to do it all? Yeah, I think if I'm overwhelmed, I need to rely on Drew to be able to help me out and not just expect that I'm just going to do all of it. And I think that comes down, we say this all the time, but communication I think is key because you have to know that you can lean on your significant other. I think it's a teamwork. When you're down, like they pick you up and when they're down, you pick them up and vice versa. So I think for me, realizing that I can't do it all and I, I lean on my family a lot. I think, mm-hmm. you know, you can be yourself completely with them and friends too. Like all of my friends that are in my circle, like I can 100% be myself with them. And just trying to rely on those people that are around you that you can just kind of let things go for a second, maybe vent about something and then come back to like yourself and be like, okay, now I'm good. Because I think that helps too. I mean, for me personally, I know that I like to vent about things and then I'm like all right I feel good I know you and I do that together too so yeah we do. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of nice sometimes to be like let's just get it out and then let's move on yeah I think not dwelling on it is important too and I I was really surprised by our Instagram stories that we did on how many people do feel lost or they're pulled between two things whether it be time and trying to fit everybody in during the off season but then you're trying to also you know go on vacation and then take you know take a breather and like decompress from like a long long season whether it be like a weekend or even like an overnight trip so I thought it was really interesting just how many people feel so constricted with time and pulled in a million different directions and For me, we're still not experts at this, but I think that it is so tough, the off-season time, because you only get so much, and so trying to squeeze everything in, I mean, we have to, like, break it down on the calendar app. Like, what do y'all do? I just try not to stress about it, to be honest, because I know that that's Drew's time off. It's not really my time off, so I try really hard to focus on, like, what he wants to do, because I know that during the season... I can take mini trips here or there. I can go hang out with my friends. I can, you know, I can do all of those things with my family that I want to do. And so I try to really make it about like him or him and I to like reconnect before season starts. And so I think that's what I've kind of leaned into. What about you guys? Yeah, we've gotten better over the years. We are fortunate and unfortunate to have everyone in the same location. So since both families are in Texas, it's a lot easier just to drive during the time off, but it's scheduling in the friends and the family and the extended family and then trying to do a vacation like in between. And so we really sit down and try to break it down of okay, what are our goals for like this time off? Like, what are, what are your, like, I want to do this. And I do the same thing with Carson because it is their time. Um, and I know that we're both, you know, experiencing it together, but I do the same thing. I take solo trips all the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I really give him the option to just tell me what you're kind of like envisioning for these weeks. And then we backtrack and go from there, but it's tough just because relaying the message to friends and family, like, Hey, we only have this night or this night to try to like do things. I think there's just this fear of like missing people and not being able to connect with them on the time that we have. So still working through that piece a little bit. Yeah. But I will say that we have gotten better over the years by just being honest and saying, Hey, we're doing the best we can. And this is what we have. And I think there's been a lot of grace shown from friends and family, but there's always that like moment where you're like, oh my gosh, what, what are they going to think? Like, we're just skipping them and they only get like a dinner or something. But I think that after we, you know, broke down that boundary and was kind of like, 
okay, we just got to tell them like, this is what it's going to be. Then it's gotten a lot easier because now they are understanding of like, oh yeah, they're trying their best. Like they really are. I think just being able to communicate to your friends, like, Hey, I also like, I moved away from everybody. Like y'all can come and visit me. Like just because I'm back home, like, yeah, I want to see you all. And like, that's great too. But like, come and see my world. Like come take a glimpse into what we do all the time. I think that's important too. Yeah. And I was having a conversation um, on Instagram. I won't share the name because I said I would keep it anonymous, but just having this conversation about the friends not wanting to come to a desirable location because of where they were living. And to me, I was like, okay, let's back it up a second. I was like, you are not going for a vacation. You are coming to see your friend. And I was like, I usually, when my friends come to visit, I like try to pay like, Hey, I'll pay for all their food and drinks and things, Mm -hmm. you know, because they're coming to visit. But I was just so blown back by a couple of the DMS that we got saying that people won't come visit because it's not an easy way to get there. And I'm like, well, if we make the effort to go back, then you can schedule the time for them to come. So I really encourage whoever's listening out there. If that is a conversation that you've had, I would just back it on up a second and see if you can make it work with your friends because that's the whole point it's like two-sided they can come to you as well if it's truly truly your friend then you need to have an open conversation about that too and be like hey is it about money like can we help you at all with like you just said like food obviously you're not spending any money on lodging like can I help you search for flights? Like sometimes people yeah. just aren't good at that. If they don't leave their bubble, like I know for sure, Drew, like he lived in Texas his whole life, yeah. doesn't understand like, you know, booking flights <laughs> and things like that. Like I do all of that pretty much. And so I just think sometimes for people too, that's overwhelming. If it's truly a friend that you want to keep in your life and you're like, this is worth it to me, then see how you can help them to get to you as well. I think that will also give people that don't understand this lifestyle an insight into what you guys do, especially if they come during season, like tell them to come during season because that will give them a viewpoint of like, okay, yeah, this is exciting, but also see, he hasn't been here the whole time. Yeah. I think that acknowledging that change is going to happen and maybe planning far enough in advance so it can soak in, like you will be flying to wherever X, Y, and Z and making that plan. But I do agree. I think that it's so important and just being all over the place and moving constantly. If you're trying to keep those connections, I do believe that it is a lot on us to like keep in touch. I don't think that it means to be that way, but it's because people that haven't had to move locations or don't really have odd schedules, they're just used to going with the flow and they Mm -hmm. like do their things on their own. And for us, we're like, okay, every day is planned out, especially during the season. Like we know what we're going to be doing. And so I think that's kind of a hard thing to grasp and you feel like at least some people feel like they're making all the effort and pulling at teeth trying to like keep this conversation going but I also think like I've even had a heart to heart with one of my best friends back home and I'm like I need you to like check in on me and say hey how are you doing and it was so kind of scary to say in the beginning because I was like I just need someone to check in just Mm -hmm. to say hey hope you're doing okay. Like let's schedule a call because if we didn't, it like would never happen. So I think there's just so much of the communication that you have to keep back and forth. And I was talking about this with a friend the other day is I think that we're one of very few industries where we have home friends, we have 
friends and the location that we're at now, and then you're trying to balance the two. So most people just focus on what's in front of them. Like they don't have mm -hmm. to focus on two circles in two different seasons of the year. So what do you think? Do you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Think? Yeah. I think it's also hard too because then you also have friends from like past schools that you've been with. And so you try to – and I think that might be a little bit easier to kind of keep in contact with because those people understand your schedules. But yeah, I totally agree. I think it's trying to balance the friends from home and then those friends seeing each other and you're feeling left out. I totally get it. I'm a huge FOMO girl over here myself. So I understand <laughs> missing out. But I think that also remembering, I was just thinking about this and you were saying that like, if you're the one putting in all of the effort and energy, it is not worth your time. It's not worth your time. If you feel like you're constantly reaching out to that person and they're not constantly reaching out to you, and I understand that there's phases in life where you might be the one reaching out 90% of the time and they're doing 10 and vice versa. But if you don't have that feedback where that person's also reaching out to you and just like you said, getting – and of course, I'm sure your friend changed after you had that conversation with her. I'm sure she reaches out mm -hmm. to you more. Yeah. And if you can have that conversation yeah. and, and then nothing changes, then that's a friend that just needs to go. That's a friend that needs to yeah. not be a part of your life moving forward. And it's not a bad thing. Again, friends for seasons and times. And I think just remembering that like your time is also valuable and – you can't be the one that's constantly reaching out to somebody and vice versa. If you know that you're that friend, you need to check in with yourself and think about like, okay, today, who can I reach out to right now? Pause this right here, text somebody and just see how they're doing. Like it doesn't need to be a big, long drawn out thing. Like a simple text, like, Hey, thinking of you, hoping you're having a great day. That means all the world to some people. I a hundred percent agree. And I want to ask just a couple more questions to wrap this up. But what are some things that give you the most energy during the season? Things that you like to keep consistent to help just get you through the week? I have to work out. Yeah. <laughs> I've realized that about myself is I very much need to work out in my life to feel any sort of energy. And I know myself too. Like I think as you get older, you know yourself more because you just kind of get more in tune with yourself. So I think just also learning yourself and learning like when you need to take a break and kind of recharge and what you need to do to do that. And for me, sometimes that's just like vegging out in my bed and yeah. watching TV and like doing absolutely nothing and being okay with that, which is really hard for me because I'm not like a sit at home and do nothing kind of girl. Yeah, for me, I think that I love routines. So if my routine's going according to plan, I thrive off of that because I feel like my whole week is one big to-do list. <laughs> and talking about Enneagram numbers, I think that number three just shows so strong. Yeah, <laughs> to yeah. Do but I do, I feel like I get energy or adrenaline from like keeping my routine consistent and I thrive in that. And then I also, what I am eating, I feel like food increases. I know that it's like, oh, you get energy because you eat healthy food, but certain foods drain me so bad. Mm -hmm. And so I try to stay away from them. But I think that trying to figure out what food actually gives me like actual energy versus like <laughs> short and temporary, that has helped me a lot just trying to get through the day. And then also I think um, vitamin D, like getting outside, we do not get outside enough um, working remote. I feel like I am in a rabbit hole all day. And then when I emerge, I am like Edward from Twilight, like yeah. coming out and 
sun. And so I always laugh about that because I'm like, oh my gosh, why am I feeling so tired? It's like, oh, well, you've worked in a hole all day. So just trying to get that vitamin D to keep that in. Yeah, totally. I'm the same way. I think that it's interesting because now working remote, I do the opposite. That's why I hated working in the office because I couldn't get outside. So now I'll take like 15, 10 minute breaks and I'll just go and I'll walk outside on my porch and literally just sit there, stand there, whatever. Mm-hmm. And just take those breaks as needed because I think that does refuel you to kind of get focused back to whatever you're doing. Even if it's like doing laundry, doing dishes, whatever, I think that does also help you to kind of get the motivation to do that. So I think that's interesting. Also putting on a podcast, you know, just putting on yeah, our podcast. <laughs> I will say I'll leave with three personal ones that I've done to keep positive energy and then we can wrap this up. But I will say that using positive words and saying things out loud or putting them on sticky notes, I know that may seem a little crazy, but if you are going through a chapter or a season of life where you are just rough and it is feeling like every day is a little bit of a struggle, I wrote on sticky notes, even the silliest things like you should be proud or you should, I don't know, like even a verse or something or a quote. And I stick them on the places that I feel the most drained. So if it is getting up in the morning and putting on makeup or brushing your hair, whatever to get going, that sticky note is on the mirror. And if not, it's, you know, somewhere in my computer, like on my computer desk or whatever. And so I would just encourage you to try the sticky note method if you are drained and you're trying to find energy. And then the last one is just acknowledging your own personal victories during the season. So if you get through that day or that week, I mean, I know it seems silly, but I straight out loud be like, I'm so proud I did that. Like, Mm -hmm. thank goodness I did it. So I think even though it's cheesy, I really do think it helps, especially the sticky notes are my number one thing. Yeah. And treat yourself. Treating yourself is always important, I think. And I think it's always good to be like, you know what? I got through that week or I got through that day or that hour Mm -hmm. or whatever it is and treating yourself. And I also listened to a podcast pretty recently with Mel Robbins and she talks about the high five yourself method where she was going through a really rough patch and I'll link it in the show notes if you're interested in listening to the podcast it was really good but she talks about how she stood in the mirror every morning and she literally gave herself a high five in the mirror every single morning like you got this you got this today Mm -hmm. and I think that that's important too is remembering that like sometimes it's really (laughs) tough but just being like okay let's just laugh about it today. Like today's just not your day. Or, you know, when you have those days where like you spill a coffee and then you're running late and you're like, gosh, literally everything's just going wrong. And instead of like sulking in that, just trying to laugh it off and be like, well, today's just not my day. I'm just going to have to laugh it off and keep going. And tomorrow will be my day. That's really, really, truly helped me just remembering that like everything doesn't have to be perfect. It's just day by day. I'm just doing my best. Yeah, we just encourage you to just try to recognize how you're spending your energy, who it's with, and then that time that you get, the 24 hours that everybody gets, how you're spending it, and you choose to spend it in season or off season um, just to make life a little bit more enjoyable and live it fully. So thank y'all so much for listening to this episode today. If you have any other questions or if you want us to chat about anything in the future, you know where to find us on all social media platforms. We love chatting and thank you guys for being here. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you give us a follow. Again, give us a review. We appreciate it and we will see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on More Than a Season Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at More Than a Season Podcast for the latest updates. If you've enjoyed this episode, please download, subscribe, or leave us a review on your choice of platform. See you next time.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.